Welcome to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Thank you very much for joining us on this Sunday afternoon. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, who's been in the Triangle for 17 years as head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Mann, how are you doing? Oh, it's great to be here. Summer's here, beach time, all that fun stuff, right? That is, it is. Uh, time to uh, maybe uh, brighten up that smile. Brighten maybe you're a little, little more conscious about that. But um, going along with smiles, we're going to talk about something that I think uh, everyone is uh, aware of when it comes to dentistry. And, uh, you know, maybe it's it's a fear that's been instilled in people. And that's uh, something that they rightfully should be afra- afraid of. And that those are cavities. Cavities, man. We, they're distilled in us at an early age. That, yep. You know, your, your parents threaten you, hey, you better not have any cavities when you go to the dentist. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been, you know, doing this. You hadn't been brushing your teeth. Um, but, yeah, cavities is, is, is one of the probably uh, second most common diseases in dentistry. Uh, of course, number one, as we talked about before, is periodontal disease. Decay or cavities is, is the number two uh, disease that we see in dentistry. And it is a disease. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll start with the basics. What technically is a cavity? So a cavity is basically a hole in your tooth, okay, that's created by the sticky stuff on your teeth called plaque, okay? Um, and everyone has that sticky feeling, but that plaque holds bacteria, okay? And those bacteria uh, create acid from the things that we eat, and that acid, because of that sticky plaque, sticks to the tooth and basically eats a hole in the tooth. So such the word cavity creates a cavitation in the tooth. So we call it decay, but... Uh, most people, uh, you know, know know of it as cavities. Um, if you're if you're Latin or from another country, you might uh, call it caries. Some mm-hmm. people call it caries. So yeah. there's three terms that that are commonly used, but it is all comes from bacteria. Thus, it is a disease. Gotcha. And um, can you tell if you have a cavity, or is this something that I, I've got to go see a, a, a professional about? Right. So it basically it's the destruction of the hard surface of your tooth. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the hard surface of your tooth is called the enamel, and then right below that you have a softer substance called the dentin. And so, a cavity occurs when that acid eats through a hole through the enamel, and it gets into the dentin, the soft part of your tooth. And so you can imagine when it gets into the dentin, there's not a lot there protecting it, so it it, it moves pretty quickly. But sometimes you can tell if you have a cavity. Mm. Um, there are some signs and symptoms. If you uh, you know if you're drinking something cold and or sweet, and uh, you know you you feel like a shooting pain or some sensitivity, that could be a sign that you have a have a cavity. If you see a stain on your tooth that you, that you know, that you you can't brush away, that's that's dark, um, then that could be a sign that you have a cavity. But in many instances, uh, there are no signs and symptoms. You know, X-rays have to show it uh, show us between your teeth if you have cavities. Um, we actually have a laser in our office um, called a diagnodent that detects decay. So we just shine a laser on it, and it'll tell if it's if it's if it's a cavity or not. So you don't have to poke fun. around with the don't little have to poke tool. around. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah, so you probably like that, right, Jason? No, no, <laughs> Give me the laser anytime over the poking. But yeah, we use uh, something called a diagnodent. It's been around for a while. It it gives us a, a number. Um, so basically, it reflects back and gives us a number. We get we can we can get the patient involved. If the if the uh, readout comes back higher than a twenty five, then that means the person needs a filling. Yeah. So if you are showing symptoms, is it is it severe at that point, uh, or is it does that not necessarily a, a correlation? That's a good question. Um, 
the deeper the cavity, so the longer you go without treating it, um, the more sensitivity and the more pain you will have. And the reason for that is it's getting closer to your nerve, okay? Mm-hmm. And so your nerve is in the center of your tooth. So the deeper the cavity gets, the greater the pain, the greater the sensitivity in most cases. Now, I've seen decay that's gone all the way to the nerve and no one had any sensitivity. <laughs> wow. Um until it really hit the nerve, and then they started getting severe pain. So it's um, it, it, it does vary, but it, typically the deeper the decay, the easier someone can detect it at home because they can see it, and the more more sensitivity and pain they'll have. So we've yeah. talked about the causes yeah. of cavities and the bacteria that causes this. Why is this always associated with sugary foods? You always hear about eating candy and eating sweets and how that's going to give you a cavity if you keep doing that. That's right. So one of the main reasons why we see um, cavities uh, in children predominantly early on, uh, we see them in adults too, but it tends to trend down in our, uh, you know, 20s to 50s and 60s. And then we start seeing it trend up again. Mm -hmm. But in young children, sugar, candy, they love it. You know, it's it's their favorite desserts, but mostly candy. But the bacteria that we talked about that's in that sticky substance, um, it loves sugar. So it uses sugar to produce more acid. And so the more sugar you feed it, the more acid it produces, bigger holes, bigger cavities, more cavities. Um, and, it's, and it's a double-edged sword. So uh, acid makes the bacteria multiply more. So you get more bacteria and you get more holes. So um, sugar is probably, you know, what we all grew up hearing. Hey, if you eat too much sugar, you can mm-hmm. get decay. Um, uh, so uh, the acid uh, production is really what causes it. Yeah. And does yeah. that also apply to sodas as well? Well, sodas is probably the biggest culprit of all. You know, we talk about candy and, sh- and, and other desserts and things like that. Soft drinks in general, their number one cause and, and probably cause the most cavities in our society. Okay. And it doesn't matter whether it's one with sugar or one that's diet that doesn't have sugar. Um, it's a double-edged sword because it has acid and it's a high content of acid, carbonic acid, citric acid. And those acids make uh, that bacteria not have to work hard and turn that sugar into an acid. So they just use that acid to you know, to, to put holes in the teeth. Um, add in sugar with, uh, with, a, with one that's not diet, and then it, you really, you're really going to town. So um, probably um, uh, I would say most people in their life, there's very few of us that haven't, you know, drink sodas or soft drinks in general. But keep in mind, you know, there are a lot of advertising um, gimmicks out there that may make you think that something's not a soft drink, and it really is. Um, I had one person that came in with a lot of, of decay. And um, I said, you, you, you've you been drinking soft drinks? Yes. I said, well, you can't drink soft drinks at all. Okay. And they came back after I filled them all, you know, a year later, they had decay all over again. Mm. And they said, well, I stopped drinking soft drinks, but I started drinking so-and-so. <laughs> I don't want to mention it on the air, yeah. but it's a soft drink, but right. their advertisement is it's a healthy version. Gotcha. So uh, in general, sports drinks, your, you know, your, your age, your Gatorade, stuff like that, sports drinks, and I'll go ahead and mention Mountain Dew, Coke, any of those, Sprite, all those, Sunkist, any of those are going to are gonna cause uh, an increased risk for decay. 
Interesting. Well, I've got more questions to follow up on that, but we've got to take a break. First, you're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. And if you're interested in following up with him, maybe you are worried about cavities yourself and you want to set up an appointment, you can call him in the office at 919-462-9338. That's 919-462-9338 or online at smileman, that's two N's, dot com, smileman. Com. A quick break and back. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Jason Kong with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. And we're talking all about cavities today. And Dr. Mann, we were just talking about the problems that uh, soft drinks can cause in terms of increasing the the chances of having a cavity. And, uh, you know, you were kind of mentioning how uh, uh, you had one uh, patient who thought uh, that not drinking a specific soda uh, would sort of alleviate things and wouldn't cause any problems. But, um, you know, basically anything, is it safe to say that anything with the high sugar content in general with some of the carbonation or or acidity is going to cause potential issues with cavities yes um i always told people you know if you're drinking sweet tea mm-hmm. if you're drinking a lot of coffee during the day with sugar in it if you're drinking kool-aid whatever it may be if it has sugar um and you're sipping on it it's going to cause decay i can take someone who drinks a glass of sweet tea we're in the south so everybody loves their sweet tea right? oh yeah if they drink it fast they're less likely to get decay than someone who sips on it all day long hmm. you know and i in and, and studies show that where people may drink three or four glasses of tea, but they chug it really quick within five minutes. And then you have one person that just drinks that one glass and they take a sip about every 10 to 20 minutes. That person gets more decay. Because it's about exposure time, you're exposing those bacteria to more sugar, which they're using that and causing the teeth to get decay. So um, your natural defense in your mouth is saliva. Yeah. Okay, so it's going to help carry those sugars away if you drink sugar and eat sugar over time. But if you're constantly saturating by sipping on something, then your saliva doesn't have a chance to get it all away, and so the bacteria use it more to make more cavities. So Now, my, my dumb logic as, uh, as a kid, and this I don't know if this worked or not, but uh, you know, w- w- does drinking through a straw help at all? You can maybe bust this. But basically, it does does having the liquid on your teeth, directly on your teeth, cause more of a, a chance of getting a cavity than if you, I don't know, used a straw or something else? Oh, uh, yes. I mean, drinking through a straw will help, will decrease a little bit, studies mm-hmm. show. You're still going to get decay if you, you know, if you abuse any of you know, soft drinks, anything that, that, that has sugar in it. Um, but yes, there are certain sweet things that, that do decrease the amount of decay that, uh, not decrease, but are not as, as bad as, say, soft drinks. Hard candies and soft drinks are the worst because of the exposure time. You're leaving that hard candy in your mouth, and it's sitting there in a certain spot and for a long period of time. Chocolate, on the other hand, is a good alternative if you want something sweet because it dissolves very quickly. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and if you don't eat chocolate over and over and over again um, throughout the day, then the chances are, are very unlikely that you'll get decay if you just have a piece and then – you know, we always tell people, hey, if you, if you have water, you know, take take a swig of water, rinse your mouth out after something sweet. But in general, hard candies, sticky candies like gummy bears, uh, Twizzlers, things like that, it can get and stick onto the surfaces of your teeth. 
those tend to also increase your, your risk for decay, just like soft drinks. Is there anything else that can increase the risk of de- decay, or does that all kind of exist in the, the sugary and sweets category? Well, no. Um, there's certain certain things like dry mouth um, that decrease, increases decay as well. As we get older, um, a lot of us can develop dry mouth either by the medications we're on. Uh, it can be autoimmune diseases that create it, Sojourner's disease as an example. Um, it creates uh, dry mouth, which means that defense mechanism, saliva that I was talking about, is decreased. Mm-hmm. Okay, So that saliva helps, A, it, it slows down plaque from building up on the teeth. Okay, No matter who you are, you can get plaque on your teeth. But if you have dry mouth, you get it 10 to 20 times faster, which holds the bacteria that causes decay. So we tend to see people with dry mouth with real severe problems with decay. Um, the other thing that we see um, as we age, we get uh, recession, which means our gums recede up on the top, pull back away from our tooth on the top, and then they pull down on the bottom. And that just comes from our natural wear of chewing. And if you're grinders, things like that, hard toothbrushers, the gums will recede. We expose something called cementum, which is basically our root. Mm-hmm. Our root uh, is not hard like enamel. It's very soft, so it can take the force of our bite. And they ha- it has a lot of pores in it, uh, a lot of, lot of holes, you know, many holes. We tend to see, um, as we get older, root decay um, in the senior years. Okay, and so that um, uh, recession, the more recession you have, the greater the amount that we see it. Um, So think about this. As we get older, we have uh, recessed gums and we also have dry mouth. So we have a double edged sword there. Uh So that's why we see sugar in young kids. And then as we get into our senior years, we start seeing decay from recession and dry mouth. Gotcha. So are the most high risk Pop, uh, I guess demographics: the younger and the older. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Do we see the most decay uh, in young uh, up up through the college age, and then after college age, we tend to not see it. We always see the first year cavities. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call them first year college cavities. You know, I've had teenagers that didn't have a single decay, uh, never had a filling. They went off to college and they came back and they had three or four, and they were <laughs> devastated. And I'm like, well, how many Mountain Dews did you drink staying up at night, studying? How many times did you fall asleep without brushing your teeth? You know, so we, we after college years, we don't see a lot of decay. Um, uh, you know, we still see it yeah. if people don't take care of the mouse. But in general, the population, um, we don't see it as much as we do in the early years, in the senior years. I was one of those college guys who, <laughs> without, without mom there to buy the groceries and dictate what I was eating, you know, it was more, uh, more Cheerios and sweet things that I was, I was eating in college. So uh, I was definitely one of those. Well, uh, what are the ways that we can prevent cavities, Dr. Mann? You know, that is a great question. You know, there's a lot of ways um, you can prevent decay, you know. Um, but I always tell people, Brushing is the best way, you know, because you're removing that bacteria and that plaque. And so if you brush twice a day in the morning when you wake up and then before you go to bed, you decrease that plaque that's sitting on your teeth. And therefore, the bacteria is decreased. And then when we go and eat, which all most foods have some form of sugar, mm-hmm. you know, um, but if we decrease that, uh, that plaque index, which is how we define it in our office, we see decay rates go down. You know, and, and brushing twice a day doesn't necessarily mean you have to brush properly, okay? So I always tell people, you know, you can put the toothbrush in your mouth, but if you don't get all the surfaces of your teeth, you're increasing your risk in those surfaces you don't hit with that brush. And that's why I always tell people, you know, 
the best toothbrush on the market is the Sonicare or the Oral-B, a, um, an electric toothbrush. It cleans the teeth 10 to 20 times better, studies show. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that sonic action that we see, um, it, it just does it so much better than we can manually. It also has a two-minute timer, which seems like five minutes when you're brushing your teeth. <laughs> it does. So it makes <laughs> us brush longer yeah. and get those surfaces that we need and reduce that plaque index. No, how to, no matter how what you brush your teeth with, no matter um, how long you brush them, you will miss some plaque because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't sterilize your mouth by brushing completely. But, you know, as soon as we stop brushing, that plaque index starts increasing again. So the more the ba- bacteria and plaque we get off our teeth, the less chance um, – it decreases um, our risk for decay. That's probably the number one thing is brushing. And uh, that's another thing with kids. It's very hard to get them to brush for two minutes because that feels like 20 to them. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, so um, that's why we probably see uh, – well, it is why we see a little bit more with with the, the fact that they consume a little more sugar. Um, we see an increased risk for decay. Um, so um, the other the other big thing, of course, we talk about all the time is is, is flossing or cleaning between the teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, flossing or water picking. Uh, even though we brush our teeth uh, with with an electric toothbrush or a manual, we can't hit the surfaces between our teeth with the with those bristles. So plaque does still build up, and bacteria still gets between the teeth. So does food, which is you know the which has sugar in it, which the, that bacteria uses to break down the tooth. So flossing once a day. And or using the back uh, the uh, the water pick is going to get all that bacteria count down too between the teeth. That's one of the reasons why we have to take X-rays every year, is because when you come in and get your teeth evaluated, we can't see uh, see between the teeth, right? So, uh, you know, clinically, but the K can be starting in between the teeth. So that's one of the the reasons. Uh, one of the good things about X-rays, we can pick up decay early. Yeah, so. that's that's a good tip. And if you need to set up an appointment to get an x-ray with Dr. Mann, you can do so by giving him a call in the office at 919-462-9338 or going online to SmileMann, M-A-N-N, SmileMann.com. A quick break and back. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Dr. Mann, and we're talking all about cavities today. And we are knee deep in a discussion here about the best ways to prevent decay and to prevent cavities. And Dr. Mann, we've addressed uh, brushing your teeth regularly, twice a day, uh, doing it properly, and uh, also flossing as well. And uh, let's let's move on to some other ways that we can prevent cavities. Well, as we talked about, sugar is a culprit, so decreasing the amount of sugar. Um, even if it's a hidden sugar, is going to decrease the decay rate. Um, and remember, you know, uh, fruit, even though it's 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 good for us, we have to minimize the amount of exposure of fruit to our teeth. Orange juice is highly acidic and has a lot of sugar, natural sugars in it. Don't suck on lemons. You know, keep those acidic foods to a minimum as well. Um, those are going to help decrease. Um, believe it or not, chewing sugarless gum is a good thing. Remember, notice I said sugarless, you know, not 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 gum, <laughs> uh, because gum with sugar will increase your risk for decay. But chewing sugarless gum, especially those with xylitol, will actually decrease the plaque index on your teeth, mm. and it actually will help create more saliva flow, which in turn decreases um, decreases uh, decay rate. Um, as far as uh, you know, one of the things that we you know talk about from a, a dental standpoint. Um, is, if, is if you visit the dentist every six months, we can detect 
decay in the early stages before it gets all the way through your enamel. And most people, if we can get it before it gets through the enamel, they don't have to have a filling. We can sometimes reverse it with fluoride, and uh, sometimes we can monitor and stop it so that it doesn't get any deeper. We don't tend to put fillings um, in teeth until it's gone through the dentin. And as I said, that diagnodent will tell us um, that um, if it's deep and needs a filling. The other uh, thing uh, that we do in the dental office is when our permanent molars come in, we um, the chewing surfaces, if you put your tongue and fill it, you fill those grooves, those deep grooves back there, we put something called dental sealants in those grooves. Those grooves hold the sticky candies. They hold food. They hold the things that, that increase your risk for decay in those areas. If it starts, that's usually where we see it start. So we seal those off with dental sealants. Um, and, of course, last but not least, we uh, do what we call fluoride varnish. Fluoride decreases your decay rate, and it also helps remineralize the teeth. So those things um, are, are probably what we see as the ways that we can decrease decay, the decay rate in our society, which is still fairly high. Um, we were decreasing it quite a bit, but um, now you know soft drinks have become a staple and uh, some of the other things in our in our diets have increased since the 70s. Sugar in, in our foods have increased. So we, we've seen a, a big increase in decay, which we thought we'd see a decrease. But um, unfortunately, it's kind of leveled off not to where we want. We want to see it go down further. Yeah. And so if someone does have a cavity, how soon do they need to act? I mean, I know your natural tendency might be to say, oh, I, I can put this off a little bit. But how long exactly should you take to get that addressed? That's a good question. Like I told you earlier, a lot of people come in and I'll tell them, hey, you got a cavity between your teeth. You need fin- Well, it's not hurting, Doc. Right. You know, if you if you wait till it hurts, then it's, it's into your nerve. Um, so the soonest uh, you can get a filling after it's been diagnosed and, and your dentist determines that you need a filling, the smaller the filling, the longer they last, and the less pain you're going to have, and the least expensive it's going to be. So I like all those. Yeah. So yeah, and everybody does. So um, if you say, "Hey, it's not hurting me," and you wait till it hurts, more than likely you need a root canal and a crown, which will be about five times the price of a filling, or, or maybe more. Mm-hmm. And there's that great risk that you're going to create an infection because once that decay hits the middle of your tooth, hits that nerve, you can create a major infection. Well, so. we're we're just about out of time here, Doctor. I got a, a quick question for you. So we talked about the importance of brushing to prevent decay. You know, we see all these designations on toothpaste. You know, one's a cavity protector, one's a mm-hmm. mega ultimate complete. We do everything toothpaste. Does does that matter, or does the fluoride content matter? Or is there anything that you should look for in particular for their toothpaste? You know, um, there there is um, studies out there that show that that fluoride in a toothpaste is necessary um, for especially for people who have a high decay rate and or are not you know you have a bad diet. You don't necessarily need fluoride in your toothpaste to prevent you from getting decay if you brush your teeth twice a day and you do it thoroughly, mm-hmm. okay? So um, I, I recommend using a toothpaste as fluoride, but there are a lot of people that don't want to use fluoride for, for other health purposes. And as long as they're brushing their teeth and they're doing it effectively and they're staying away from sugary sodas and, and foods, their decay rate is going to be very small. That's simple enough mm-hmm. advice from yeah. Dr. Mann. And if you need to set up an appointment with him, he's got two offices, one in Cary at 315 East Chatham Street, the other in Gardner off of Highway 70. And you can give him a call in the office at 919-462-9338. Or you can go online to smileman.com. That's smile, M-A-N-N. 
com, And uh, we've also got an email address if you want to ask Dr. Man a question. It's Dr. Man, D-R-M-A-N-N, at SmileMan.com. And Dr. Man, what's the topic for next week? Well, it's good. We're going to talk about the difference between a filling and a crown. You know, that's, that's a topic that people get confused about. Uh, but as you mentioned, if anybody has a question, feel free to reach out by email. Um, I'll answer the questions in a pretty timely manner. And uh, remember, there's no question that's too dumb um, when it comes to, to our health. So um, they can reach out to me, uh, drman at smileman.com. And remember, your day will go the way the corners of your mouth turn. So smile, God loves you. Thank you so much for listening. This is Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a great day.